In roller derby, holding space is an empowering and often intimidating act of strength and strategy for oneself and or teammates. Holding Space, the podcast, clears the floor for conversations that touch upon race, class, identity, and privilege to amplify stories, build community, and make more human connections in the skate world. Expect lots of smart, dope skate people musing about life on and off eight wheels and silliness. Can't forget the silliness that you never knew you needed and won't be able to live without. Welcome to Holding Space with Magical Wheelism. So shall we get started? I want to pivot over to my conversation with Skate Witch, Courtney Shove, and Sam of Mixed Hues about Roll Call, a skate weekend, a skate event that happened over a weekend in early August in Richmond, Virginia, uh, which convened skaters of color throughout the country for dialogue and expert-led classes and lots of other things. And I want to issue an apology. (laughs) I am still learning the technical aspect of podcasting. And unfortunately, I was unable to salvage about half of the audio from this interview. I was trying a platform and the the technology powers that be weren't having it <laughs> with us and our internet connections. So it's a little bit of a challenge. And I appreciate also Skate Witch's <laughs> shoves and Sam's patience through all of the the interview began by folks introducing themselves and their involvement in skating and where they're from like by a little later on you'll hear more from sam of minx twos who's a austin-based artist and a former skater former derby skater and now street skater Uh, If you are interested in checking out her work for yourself, she's at MixedHughes.com on social media and the internets. My name is Kathleen or Skate Witch. I have been skating for seven years, five years in parks. I am currently one of the admins for Chicks and Bowls Virginia, which is also where I live, specifically in Richmond. Like I said, I've been doing parks for five years and I, I guess founded Virginia chapter. Uh, they're just kind of starting out. I saw videos coming to New Zealand with Lady Trample and we had just kind of started to see videos pop up here and there and I was still a fresh meat in Derby and just kind of wanted to be on skates more um, identifying skaters out into the parks and providing empowerment that way. And now what I do is I'm starting to travel or a coach but I also try to tie what I do in skating to community outreach whether that is through canned food drives, park cleanups and things like that. So I Courtney Shove, everyone calls me Shove, and I am on Instagram as Fat Girl Has Moxie. Well, originally I just started it as I'm gonna try to skate for every day for a year, and I also wanted to show that like fat girls can. So I was like, it's gonna be a body positive. Also, like, look, I'm active and I am fat, but I am like, you can't correlate one with the other like saying that fat is unhealthy and lazy and it's kind of like a way to show people that the opposite there's a more to being plus size that you have all these options and that like you can roller skate which is a passion of mine and I didn't see too many other girls my size or even men my size or non-binary people out there really like showing people like you can do this too so I started that and I started realizing a lot of other plus size people were messaging me and being like oh my gosh I want to skate or I have skates and I'm afraid to skate in public I don't leave derby because like even in derby I feel like 
everyone's judging me for my size. So my platform now is fat, black, and uh, fat, black, and queer uh, roller skating diva. <laughs> so that's my whole premise. So I mostly strive just to inspire other people of any size, shape, color, whatever your sexuality is, to just go out there and be honest and be your true self and just kind of like encourage other people to live the best life they can. And that's pretty much my goal. I try to just like help other people I see struggling whenever I hear someone putting themselves down. It's like uplifting them and empowering them and just like, like giving the whole like, look, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I just think representation is so important. Dope. So Skate Witch, would you give us a little bit of the backstory about how Roll Call came to be, how long it took to organize, that sort of stuff? Yeah, so Call kind of started out of frustration with myself. There was an event that I've been invited to the past three summers, and another local skater who's a friend of mine, who's also POC, was like, hey, how do I get invited to this event? And at the time, I remember it's not really up to me, maybe next year, like that. And I just remember after the fact, feeling so bad about not including her in this first off. But then I started to realize that this is the third year I've done this. And I have been the only person of color that's been going, not only as a skater, but kind of in the crowd as well. There's really not that many um, POCs people that attend the event. And it's a really big, it's not, I guess, not a really big, but it's a growing event for the East Coast. Um, And it just was really frustrating to me that I wasn't doing more to, like, help this friend of mine and, like, you know, wanted to give back and I was feeling really inspired by Neon who runs the BIPOC who's skate page and she was doing a lot of this like kind of like celebrating other skaters of color and giving them like a platform where they could speak up about their background and things that they were dealing with the eating community and so I just kind of contacted her and was like hey I think I want to like put on this event where you know we bring together different like skaters of color and also we would be like just kind of celebrating each other maybe discussing some things because this is also right around the time ECDX was happening and uh, we all know about the issue that happens every year where refs will tend to call out skaters based on their skin tone and not like on their color and it was just a lot of frustrations were kind of bubbling up and I didn't like the fact that whenever I looked on social media I wasn't seeing that many skaters of color represented I was feeling very like you know I have all these people that I follow back and most of them are white and I'm not sure that's just what I'm seeing through like ads or if it's because that's just Instagram working its magic or what the deal was but I just knew that there were a ton of skaters around me that I may have not met yet or that may have felt the same way and just kind of wanted to give us an opportunity to get together. So then I reached out to not only Neon, who was on board, but also uh, Kiana Yuana and Cuban Missile, and they both were really excited about the event, and it just kind of took off from there. We kind of started planning in uh, April, I think, and then by May, we were like, all right, we're going to sign this up, and thankfully I have like a place where we can have people over to skate, and it just kind of took off, and then over the course of three months, we just kind of won it, and thankfully, because I have a space on my own that we can skate at. I didn't have to like put too many stipulations or insurance policies or anything like that. And it was just like, hey, people come by, we're gonna have some coaches, we're gonna have a pool party and just hang out and talk. And it just kind of took off from there. We set a price for the week, which I felt was like uh, $65. I feel like very cheap for like a camp scenario. So it wasn't too outrageously expensive to come out unless you were traveling. And then I kind of factored in in advance how much we would have to sell in order to give a certain inch and knew that if we did not sell so many tickets that we were able to host the event and kind of set up by this day, we're just going to, you know, cut our losses, donate everybody's money back, you know, go from there. But thankfully, in like the second day, we were already halfway sold out. The first ever edition of Roll Call ended up selling out and organized 
organizers and attendees ended up raising over $1,500 for Virginia-based organization Girls for a Change. They are actually specifically out of Richmond, Virginia. I do think they have another location somewhat based out of California. But basically what they do is they get specifically African-American girls into after-school programs that focus on leadership skills and um, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and also the arts because that's been added on to that as well. They do things like gardening and take the girls to museums and give them entrepreneurship skills and things like that. So I remember when it first was advertised, like scrolling through Instagram and someone had mentioned this when we were having our discussion at the event and it was like you see a flyer and it was like a black girl on a floaty and a pool and you're like wait what's this this never happens <laughs> like, like I identify with this uh, then looking and I'm like oh my god where is this yeah I was like where I gotta go to this and then I was like wait Virginia <laughs> like I'm like and it's right after roller con and be so broke I can't do that like I was like there's no way so I was like okay I'll share it so that other people can see it but I was like oh well I was like so I kind of like lost track but like I would see Kiana always talking about it and I was like man I'm like getting FOMO and it's not even happening yet <laughs> and then at roller con estrogen from Moxie roller skates was like talking to me about it and it's just like the little tidbits and I was like okay didn't really know and they're like yeah you gotta talk to skate witch like so I talked <laughs> I talked to skate witch and she was like yeah roll call want to spread the message and like it needs to be sitting on west coast like it'd be great like it would be great if you could get there I've talked to other people and they were like maybe they could all come together and I was like okay well I don't know that seems very last minute I definitely don't have money for that right now but we'll see so go home from from RollerCon and all of a sudden I'm like hanging out and Estrogen messaged me and she was like hey me and Dita are going Estro was like me and Dita are going to roll call will you come with us we will take care of everything for you. Just go. I want you to experience this. I want you to take what you learn here and be able to spread it back to Long Beach, West Coast, like on the internet, like we need to get this word out. And I was like, well, yes, I'm not going to say no. That sounds amazing. Like this is an opportunity I'd love to have. And I was at first I was like hesitant because I was like, okay, I don't want to be like the black girl they brought to roll call to represent for like Moxie because I like had no affiliation with them. But then at the same time, I was like, even if it is, I need to go so I can also find out more. So I'm like, not even going to think about that. This is like an opportunity. And I got to know them better, like realized they wanted to go from a good place. And then just being able to like, Sam, love her, know her already, met her. <laughs> um, also like Skate Witch, getting to know her better and her coaching style was great. And I feel like connecting with other skaters of color, it was like, I never get to experience that really. In Long Beach, there's a lot of like Latinx people, but I'm always the only black skater, like whether it was like in Derby or like I'm at parks or in the streets, like I don't see too many other black people skating. So it was like very beautiful and just like being able to like unleash like so much. And I was like so glad that I got to go because like when I first saw that flyer, I was like, I'll never make it. And I did. And I'm so glad I did. You know, funny, you should mention like you representing your region and the West Coast, because I kind of my next question was actually leading up to that. Uh, seeing as how you all on this call represent different regions, Skate Witch, you're in Virginia, Shove, you're in California, Sam's in Austin, and I'm here in NYC. I was wondering if there were any sort of specific similarities or differences that emerged in the discussions you had about what you're noticing at your response perspective, you know, skate parks at home or derby leagues? So it was different regions for sure. But not only that, but there was also, I think, 
um, a small thing that were specifically just jam skaters, people that were only in parks now and may have retired from derby or they had never played derby. We had some people that had just seen the event online and then came to my house for the first time. And that was really cool because I was like, oh, where are you from? And they're just like, oh, I've been here my entire life and had never met them before. But that was kind of the, for me too. What Chef was touching is just that there were conversations that happened, maybe not necessarily at point, but off to the side that I had never been able to have with anybody else just as a player. Well, um, I am biracial, I should say, but my stepdad and mom are both white. I touched on this a little bit in the discussion point where fortunately we have a religious background and it's not the best environment and it's gotten worse, obviously. And so there I was able to have with other OC skaters that I've friends just because most of my friends are white, little like microaggressions or straight up just racist acts that had happened from my own family members or in the community around me that I was able to discuss with other skaters. And it just was so refreshing to just feel like, oh, I'm not by myself and I'm not crazy. This is a normal thing. And this is definitely not okay the way I've been spoken to and things like that. And then just to hear the stories from people from just all these different areas. And some of them were like, yes, I can absolutely relate to that. And this is how I've dealt with it. And then some for them to be like, well, actually this has been the opposite scale. And this is how I've been dealing with it. And to just know that skating is like our common connection and that we can come together on that and for me skating has also I think given me my real family as far as like through my friends in the derby community and in the park community and it just it was a very heavy and like raw experience for me personally through that yeah so talking about call to action especially with like Kiana's post and stuff something that me and her and also Neon and Cuban had talked about is that it's it's important to me that even though Roll Call was an event that, you know, I had thought up with them and, you know, we put on together, I think it's important to not take ownership over it because the idea is that we want other people in cities to, or countries, wherever, to feel empowered and want to do this themselves. I think that there's a lot of really good things that come from change and just trying to get people to work together on things and using skating as that like platform to like bring us all together and then speak up is more important than us like just arguing through a screen about things. So I know for the East Coast, we're very spread out and it's really hard to get us all together. So when we were able to have roll call, it brought us together. And again, we got to meet people that we'd never seen before. So the idea is that if you know, I'm one person that had this idea, really had a team of great coaches and skaters that wanted to support it. But I would like to think that anyone could do this simply by being like, hey, I want to host a small get together. It doesn't even have to be necessarily an event like this. It could just be a rollout. I know Kiana is trying to put on one right now where they're going to just do a short rollout down some area in San Diego. And then they're going to have like an open discussion at some point and kind of touch on things that we talked about at roll call. We just mainly want the conversation to keep going. That's the biggest thing is we want this to not just be a blip on the screen. I know some people are interested in having this happen yearly and I'd love to see that happen, but I'd also just love to see people take notice. And thankfully with like things like this podcast, you know, people are reaching out more, but again, it's roller skating and unfortunately things trend and this could burn out really quickly and I don't want to see that happen. I want people to be aware that we're really tired of like, I don't want to say being shut out, but just, you know, being underrepresented. I am a big fan of, you know, Chicks and Bowls and Moxie and other brands, but I'm seeing more and more of these little skate groups pop up. And I think it's because, you know, they're finding that there isn't enough representation for us out there and that, you know, they're just like, well, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to make sure that it includes people like us. And that's not to put anyone down that doesn't identify as the same thing, whether it's, you know, POC or queer or whatever. It's just more that, you know, we want to feel safe and we want to feel connected and we want to know that we're not so much in the minority because I don't think that's the case at all. Roller skating super tied to both African-American and Latinx culture and yet again my screen just tends to be mainly you know cis white people and it's just something that I'd like to see change and I think 
giving people a reason to speak out and like kind of talk to each other and, you know, having more allies on our side. That's really important right now. For me, I felt like we all had something in common. We all loved to skate. Like we all had the same experiences through walking through life and all our experiences were like almost flatlined. It didn't really matter where we came from. It was just like, we're in geography, like geography, it was different, but it was like every experience was like, I relate to that person and they're from Boston or this person, they're from Richmond, this person from Texas, same experience. I feel I am lucky where like the racism might not be as blatant in a lot of times, but it's still here. And I feel like people are a little more, it's a little more casual little digs. And then it's depending on where I am, it'll be blatant. But some people definitely, I realized like had blatant racism in their areas. And that was the main like thing I noticed that was different. So what's the response been like since the event ended? What were your takeaways? And what have you noticed throughout the community in terms of any responses to the themes that were discussed at roll call? Yeah, uh, I actually immediately got like a really upsetting message after roll call and it was really frustrating. <laughs> I posted that story about how I didn't realize that the Charlottesville riots were like the two year anniversary, um, like the day after roll call was over and stuff. And someone commented, and even though it wasn't about roll call, they were just like, what does this have to do with roller skating? I don't understand why you're putting this on your story. And then try to tell me they didn't know anything about it. And I didn't know how to respond to that. Cause I was like, do you not watch the news or and also, like, it was a post that it was from Sean King. So, like, they were just like, oh, well, where's their evidence? And I'm like, there's literally a video of all this happening. And it was insanely frustrating. And then I found out from Kiana that they had, like, gotten messages from the same skater in the past that had also sent, like, weird microaggression things. And then apparently Neon had as well through the BIPOC page. I was just like, and this was also someone that had been, like, following me for a long time. So I didn't really know how to not be an asshole, but also was like very prepared to be an asshole and be like, why are you even asking me these questions? So, but that's been the only truly negative thing that I've received out of it. And that's not completely connected to all, but it's just, yeah, it was, it's more aggravating because it's like, oh, I already know that people like you exist, but to know that you exist in our skate community and that you find yourself super involved somehow and things like that, it was just like, it was disappointing. Yeah. And I just couldn't tell if it was, like, just pure ignorance or if it was maybe some, like, underlying weird um, white nationalism type stuff. That's Because that's definitely how it rubbed me. So it just, like, as soon as, like, I told Kiana about it, she was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. My biggest takeaway was using my online presence through Instagram to be able to, like, make sure I'm randomly keep the conversation going. So, like, I don't want to, I didn't want to go heavy with it. So it's, like, dropping things here and there because I want to space it out. Right now, I was even talking to my girlfriend who's starting YouTube and we want to, like, she was, like, how can I, as an ally, get the, like, get that conversation going? And I was, like, yeah, like, give, we're, like, brainstorming. Like, how can we use, like, get multiple people with different kinds of social media platforms to keep this going so that it is an ongoing conversation so like I'm excited for things that we plan on doing and she plans on doing for me like for step one was kind of like I was sit back I, I like to observe things so I was like noticing that a lot of the allies that did post things it was a lot of I learned how to do this this is the new trick I learned and I was like, that didn't sit right with me because I was like, this wasn't Moxie Camp. This wasn't a Chicks and Bulls meetup. This was 
to learn something important and you guys were to come and listen and like take something away like tell me what you learned from this experience did you even mention like oh yeah people of color were there too like oh that was like a side note for them and i was like no like bring that like call out your fellow friends my next question is what is your vision for the skate community at large what is the change that you would like to see come into fruition personally in my free time try to really talk about why I think it's important for skaters to make sure they're giving back to their community. I think not necessarily with roller skaters, but with skateboarders, there's a really negative stigma on skating culture. And I think it's we've already empowered ourselves. It's for us right now. We're on a good uh, role not to be punny or anything like that. But I would like to see us be more involved with not just the wheels under our feet, but also like giving back to those in need. So Again, with just canned food drives, park cleanups, um, whether it's helping create new skate parks and build, going to city council meetings and things like that. That is the future I want to see more from the roller skaters. Roller skating community is just like that drive to make sure it's a long lasting effect and it's not just a blip on the screen and a trend. You know, like that's kind of what we're fighting against right now is making sure that, you know, POC skaters aren't seen as like tokenized or anything like that, that we're like here to stay. And we want to lift it up and brought together. And we don't want to necessarily just like, you know, fade out. And I think part of that comes with giving back to others and being like making making kind of a stand for ourselves within the community and not just politically, but also just like by reaching out and helping those in need. How about you, Sam? What do you think? I would love, that's kind of a two-part question for me. Since I, even though I'm retired derby, I still am a part of the community a lot because of my art and my business and first part for derby i would love to see the powers that be that run with the usars whatever large body organizations start to really hone in on marginalized underserved people in this sport they just rolled out the new rule set or not rule set but how to handle black skaters or any skaters being called by their skin colors instead of their jersey colors. And just this week in our group, you've seen that that hasn't really taken hold, even though this is an old issue. WIFTA has to figure out a way to rein those referees, NSOs, whoever in and, and figure out how they are actively going to handle the situation. I would like to see within the coming year them actually put those words to action and hold people accountable for how they hurt Black skaters and people of color in this sport on a daily basis. And this stuff is happening on tournament level, it's level A skaters. And it's ridiculous, not that not, not your level matters, but that it's happening on such a grand stage and they're still fucking up. <laughs> It makes it even more notable as to what that problem is. Imagine a skater in Oklahoma who's the only black skater or only person of color in their whole league, what they have to go through. If it's happening to somebody like Freight Train, Poison, Violet, any of the big names that seen in Derby, WIFTA and, and, and really needs to rein in how they deal with racial issues. I would, that would be a benchmark for them to finally start to not only realize what's going on within the leagues, to actually do something about it. As far as like the park skating part, I'm new to it. I would love to, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but have more open dialogue and cross-platforming with borders like 
the BMXers, the boarders at the park, for them not to view us as invaders in their space. It doesn't happen everywhere. Some people are real mellow. Some parks are mellow here. Some, But some parks you go into and it's not, uh, you can tell right off that they don't want you there. And I would love to be able to bring them into something like a roll call because I feel that part of our skate community can benefit from hearing our stories and hear our experiences if they're even open to sharing theirs or hearing ours. I don't want to go, I would love to the skate park to be a little bit more universal because we all just want to skate or ride bikes or whatever your whatever your apparatus is we all want to be there and have fun and the park shouldn't be a point of contention for people that are new trying to go to the park to learn and just have fun that would be the second part that i would want to reach out to that part of the communities um i'm a firm believer and no consequences lead to no conscience and I feel like that's what I would hope to see in the future after roll call is that there's more of us having consequences towards skate teams and derby when it comes to WIFTA and just companies about the behavior they're having and that's trending. That's not enough that we're not having that representation. So when we see something actually speaking out about it and making changes, and then if it is like hurting them in the pockets or doing things like that, that's what I'm hoping to see that that co- correlates into actual change. I am. Um, with that being said, um, something I was thinking about too, because while we were having like technical issues, Shelf and I were kind of talking about something that had happened right after roll call. So my thing with roller skating is like, for me, it's very much my reality because it's what I do with all of my free time that I can. I, I want it to be ingrained in every part of my life. But for most people, I hear the phrase that roller skating is their escape and it's how they kind of disconnect with reality. But the thing with that is, is that the issues we talked about at roll call, that is a reality. They don't go away when we start skating. We have to possibly deal with them in skating. And that's the thing is like we... I think roll call was a great way to be like, hey, this matters and it's something ongoing with us and we feel marginalized and we want we want you to know that we're here and we're present. We want you to stand with us, not just in roller skating. That's the thing is like, it's very important that people understand that yes, we're talking about issues in roller skating, but like this stuff is happening every day, things we've been dealing with all our lives and that it's it's not going to simply go away by us just having these events. We really do have to like, again, put our focus on what can we do in the here and now and how can we stand up for each other and make sure that we're all treating each other with the way we want to be treated and not letting people take advantage of our situations. Um, I'm a firm believer and no consequences lead to no conscience. And I feel like that's what I would hope to see in the future after roll call is that there's more of us having consequences towards skate teams and derby when it comes to WIFTA and just companies about the behavior they're having and that's trending that's not enough that we're not having that representation so when we see something actually speaking out about it and making changes and then if it is like hurting them in the pockets or doing things like that that's what I'm hoping to see that that correlates into actual change okay so we're hitting the final stretch here my last few questions are reoccurring questions that I'm going to ask everyone who I interview on these podcasts what is your favorite self-care care tip and what is your favorite care care tip care care is my way of saying what is the issue the cause the organization that you would like people to really think about and know about for self-care I am mostly an introvert so it's really draining whenever I'm around other people and I'm really good at faking it but then I'll just slowly start melting down so for me it's like finding a very peaceful quiet spot like I might skate there I'll drive there 
walk there and just sitting wherever it's like alone with nature, whether it be the beach um, or just finding a nice tree in a park and sitting under it and just having complete silence. And that's my self-care. When it comes to care care, I would say I'm more of like I anytime I'm just like big on people that don't take care of themselves. So whenever I see someone putting themselves down, things like that, I always say like I'm everyone's auntie that they can come talk to. So like I'll jump in and I like to just really make sure that I'm just preaching to them about that they should look into their self-care or like building people up. So I'm always like linking people with like other like companies that they can like have more representation to make them feel more at home and find the things they need that do sell plus size clothing and things like that. So I'm more of like that person that's a provider. Like I like to listen to people and things like that. And that's pretty much all I do. <laughs> I work a lot. So I'm going to sit myself down and stop and recharge and just taking time to do something that makes you happy. Like draw for all of us. So I draw. I watch true crime and horror movie every day. So that's my self-care. That's my bit, but it's my self-care. <laughs> Care care is helping people, same thing I, for what I do, to let other color. If you don't see what you want to see in whatever passion that you're in, that you can that outlet for yourself. So I like um, imparting whatever knowledge I have, what I have on people. Um, I just know that I'm pretty processes their business practices. I'm pretty open about that with people. Cause I want us, it's no fear skate business that caters with color. Merch things that, it, uh, that showcase. And that's kind of part excuse because I didn't see what I wanted to see. I see a lot of people doing the skate daily stuff. And uh, as someone that deals with mental health issues, it's really important to not get swept up in those moments itself and not necessarily keep up with everybody else to have. So, that being said, my character is actually, I guess, a shout out to people that are doing a lot of work in the community right now. Uh, one of those is obviously going to be Neon, who's running the page. Um, so not only, again, highlight color, but she like patches and stickers for, I believe it's called Races Texas. It's R-A-I-C-E-S Texas. Um, and those donations help families that are trying to get these right now. So that there's a lot more on what you can find that IPSD Who Skate page so that I want to like, shout out to is um, both fan who did part cleaner session, but trash and things like that. And I know recently she just got like, a huge grant to help their skate parks in their area. Um, and to me, that is just a giant step in the right direction for not only chickens, but just also the skate community can be doing it back. And I would rather seek it up more and have other people follow that example. So. Awesome. And Kat, why don't, uh, Kathleen, why don't you just um, kick us off and tell us your most valuable player who can be a person, place, thing, community, org, business, anything, and tell us why. That's so hard to pick just one. I find that I'm like really involved with like, I can't sit still and I just keep picking different organizations to work with. So right now, I guess the MVP, other than the state. VIP who skate and what they're doing with their patches and sales is going to be um, feed more, which is a food bank here. Um, they feed like 25 different area and stuff and make a huge difference. And we're going to do an event in like two car fest, which we do every year where we take in camp just to kind of kick off like the holiday season. And also it's way too late after that. So they would be my key person, I guess, organization. Um, just because that's where I'm going to be going once I come back from traveling. So yeah. Shove, Sam. I work with a foundation here called the Chula League and every year they bring professional artists in the community together and they match us with elementary school kids in our neighborhood. I live on the east side of the Austin which is predominantly black and brown people underserved community and we mentor them for 10 weeks. It's called Little Artists Big Artists and they, we mentor them for 10 weeks and they get to learn our trade. 
So whatever they want to make, depending if it's photography, whatever they choose um, or whatever our skill is, we get to mentor them. And at the end, they get a big art show to show what they learned during the 10 weeks from the professional artists. So this is going on my third year. I apply for it every year and I've done it twice and I'll do it come spring next year. And that's something I really, really love doing. And I, and the program is awesome. And they have, have an art show every year that raises money for Jula League so they can keep those kind of programs going in our neighborhood. And I have a second MVP is my partner because I wouldn't be able to do a hell of a lot of what I have right now. I wouldn't be able to do it without him slapping the shows with me and going to games and dealing with my crazy 24 seven. Cause um, it's shit's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do mixed shoes. Like their mixed shoes would be really hard for me to do without the groundwork he put in to help me get started. I would say for me, when it comes to like, I would say a group, it would be Queer Skate Alliance. If you go to their page, you'll see that it's all shapes, colors, everyone that's in dirty skates anything is on there like representation and i love everything they're doing for the queer community just makes me so happy all of they're so great and opening like me and my partner have had different rollouts and they were first to be like we want to give you prizes uh how can we support you and it just felt like they were just right away like very inclusive and anything you need like there or you need just someone to like cry to like they respond they're there which i love for the queer community when it comes to one person it'd be sam right here because she was the first person to really like tell me that i could do what i wanted with my art so i went to her to help me make some stickers and that turned into more opportunities and uh anytime i'm like i don't know how to price people or any insecurities i have she was the first, only person to give me like honest answers and i really respect that so thank you sam and that's all i have thanks y'all and my most valuable player plural players are just like the team of people who like help me run <laughs> just like as a human <laughs> like just everyone who like just keeps me balanced and well and loves me unconditionally those are my most valuable players I feel like we can't we aren't anyone without our squad you know anyways thank you and you all are awesome I really appreciate all the work that you all are doing your individual ways to create community and to use your platforms for others to lift others up and that's um so it warms my heart you're all inspirational to me you're all my mvps too <laughs> thank you thank you for having us all right, folks, where there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Skate Witch, Courtney Shove, and Sam of Mixed Hues about Roll Call, which sounds like an amazing event. And I want to thank them for their time and for all that they do to uplift the POC skate community. As for holding space, I am Magical Wheelism. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.